Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Everybody wearing these CCs, it's not Chanel. It's counterculture. Today we begin our series on counterculture. I know y'all not really excited. It's okay because some of us love the culture. Yeah, we begin our series on counterculture. And we'll have these uh, shirts available at, uh, after service. We'll talk about that a, a little bit later. But I'm excited to start. Where's my notes at? Oh, yeah, right here. It is Easter Sunday morning. I could not wait for this Sunday. I could not wait. Every, it felt like every pastor from America was texting me today. <laughs> I pray that you get so many souls, and I pray. I'm like, thank you so much. Thank you. I pray that so many people come to Christ, and I pray. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want that to happen, like, every day. Like... <laughs> But I appreciate the text message. I'm not saying it, but it's like, you know, it's not the only Sunday God saves. It's not the only day God saves. He can save somebody in Starbucks tomorrow just because you're walking in so much power standing behind them like this. What is this behind me? I want to I try Jesus. That's right, because I'm standing right behind you just like this. When are we going to walk in power, y'all? When are we going to walk in some authority in this place? I need... Oh, never mind. I'm, I'm, <laughs> the Bible called us to be salt. Salt adjusts the, adjusts the taste of anything it comes in contact with. Everywhere you go should taste different because you're there. Everywhere you go should feel a little different just because you stepped in the room. It's time to walk in that authority and that power. All right, I'm excited, so I'm going right in. Y'all ready? Yeah. Counter culture. Now, I'm just setting it up today. I'm not really even talking a whole lot about it, because we got to talk about, I got to talk about this resurrection. Y'all want to hear the story? Do the people want the story? Do the people want the story? Are you at Lynn today? It's not going to be a traditional Easter service at all. Traditional resurrection. I don't even like saying Easter too much. Resurrection Sunday. Look at your neighbor and say, happy resurrection. <laughs> resurrection. I like saying that. Happy resurrection. Something in you should just jump when you say resurrection. That, good God Almighty. Tell the other neighbor, happy resurrection Sunday. Now, you got some people, y'all. You, you got some people in life. Who needs to be started up and who needs to warm up. And you got some people who can just go right in. See, I like boxers. I like, I like boxers. By the time the boxer gets in the ring, he's already sweating. The fight hasn't started and he's drenching with sweat. How? How? Because before you, uh-oh. Because <laughs> he was already doing in the background what he's about to do in public. He was already doing in private what he's about to do in public. See, we have no public practice of praise. 
sorry we have no private practice of praise so we got to come here and get warmed up oh it's quiet already i should have preached a, a happier easter sermon but how many of y'all know that what when you start praising god i will bless the lord at and his praise shall continually so I want to talk to some people in here who already sweating, who already been praising God all week, who already woke up with praise, who already talked to God this morning, who already praised him before you got to church. Where are my people that's already ready already? Let me let y'all go. We got a lot of things happening after church today, so I'm not going to hold you long. But let me set this up. I'm already ready already. All right. Father, bless me in Jesus' name. Bless your word. It is so. I just feel like there's some visitors in here that might not understand me, so I'm not trying to be too crazy for you guys. I want you to have an enjoyable Resurrection Sunday experience in the presence of our Lord here at the Holy Land experience at Live Church. We're so delighted that you joined us on this Sunday morning and you chose this as your place of worship we're so excited to have you here from wherever you're from, from whatever walk of life, white, black, Asian, Latino, uh, 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 tall, short, ugly. We, we love everyone, and we're so glad you're here. Thank you so much for living with us on this Sunday morning. On behalf of my wife and myself and the live church family, thank you for living with us. Now, I hope y'all got that because I don't know how the rest of this is going to turn out. I hope, I hope y'all got that cordial welcome because this joy that I have... I said, this joy that I had, that might as well stay on for me. Okay. I pray you enjoy the sermon and I, I pray you come back. But I'm not here scouting members. I'm not here solicitating your membership. I'm not actually here to serve you. I'm here to serve the Lord. All right, let's go. Let's go. The story goes like this. In the beginning. <laughs> in the beginning, God. Now we know created the heavens and the earth. I like the first four words. In the beginning, God. <laughs> in other words, it don't start without God. If you have a business without God, it has not started yet. If you have a relationship without God, it has not started yet. Because he's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the first. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The first thing we see God as in Scripture is Father. The first thing we see God as is Father. He's the author. He's the, he's the first. He's the beginning. He's the initiator. Yeah, he's the conceptualizer. He's the visionary. He's Alpha. He's Jehovah. The first thing we see God doing is bringing something out of nothing. Oh, y'all. The first thing we see God doing is creating and establishing. We see him first as Father or Jehovah. Jehovah means self-existing one. Live, come with me this morning. Jehovah means self-existing one. In other words, everything that exists is already in him. God doesn't have to outsource anything. 
All that he needs is in him. Aren't you glad you served the right God this morning? The series is counterculture. The sermon today is believe it or not. Is that up there? Y'all got that or no? No. Look at your name and say, believe it or not. Yeah. Believe it or not. You know, Ripley's Believe It or Not, they got some pretty crazy things in there that kind of make you scratch your head to wonder whether it's authentic or not. And sometimes scriptures can be the same way. But believe it or not, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the Bible says the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Okay, in the beginning God, I'm going to move it quickly, created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, that's verse number one. Verse number two, the earth was without form and void. What happened between verse one and verse two? Scholars believe that's when the fall of Satan happened and now the world is in chaos. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Darkness can also mean confusion. Yeah, I'm in the dark. What's going on? I'm in the dark. Darkness can also mean confusion or unenlightened or unilluminated. So, so darkness was upon the face of the earth and the spirit of the Lord hovered over the darkness. He hovered over the chaos. I know sometimes your life can get chaotic and you feel like God is not there, but he told me to tell you I'm hovering over it. I'm hovering. God is hovering over your chaos. He's still there. He hasn't moved yet, but he's checking out. He's checking it out. He, he's hovering over your situation. He always hovers over the chaos. And what is he waiting on? I always say this. The Spirit of God is hovering over the chaos. What is the Spirit waiting on? You see the chaos. You see the darkness. Fix it. That's how we are in the culture. You see my problem, God. You see my issue. You heard the doctor's report. You're all-knowing. Fix it. We just want God to automatically fix things without asking. But the spirit was hovering over the chaos. And I said, Lord, what was the spirit waiting on? And I believe the Lord told me, he said, the spirit was waiting on a word. So the spirit is hovering over your chaos until let there be light. Boom. Put, the, put it up there now, that first thing. Let there be light. Boom! And there was light. The Spirit is waiting on a word. I know you have chaos. I know you have confusion. But do you have a word? Your situation... Yeah, it got quiet. It's okay. Your situation will not change unless you have a word. What is the word for your situation? If it's poverty, I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor is seed begging bread. Uh, my God shall supply according to his riches in glory. What word matches your chaos? I'm coming out my tie early. Y'all got me working hard. I'm telling you, it's these seats. These seats are so comfortable that they feel like I, I'm, I'm a shell. I'm not a clown, even though I look like it. This is the word right here. Y'all ready? Are we here? Your situation is waiting on a word. So stop complaining and find the word that matches the problem. Because, oh God. He says, let me keep it moving. God says, let there be light. Boom. There was light. Light also means, oh, I feel good. Light also means understanding. Illumination. Light also means wisdom. Woo. Are y'all with me? 
in all things, get in all thy getting, get in all thy getting, get understanding. For wisdom is the what? principal thing so God sees the darkness God sees the chaos but he says hold on before I make a move I need understanding let there be light before I make a move I need wisdom let there be light never make a move in the dark we're making moves in the dark we're making moves because we're confused we're making moves because we're upset but we don't understand what's going on you don't even understand the season that you're in but you're making decisions in the dark and when the light comes on you wonder why your posture is off let there be light before I make a decision before I make a choice what's the wisdom tell your neighbor never make a move in the dark don't make decisions when you're confused. I'm preaching already. Stop making decisions in the dark. Because now when God cuts the light on, you wonder why there's so much chaos. You ever try to clean your room in the dark? No, you never did. But have you ever gotten dressed in the dark? Yeah, you come out, you got 16 blacks on, but you thought you had one color black on. When you make decisions in the dark, you can think you got it all together until the light shines. And you got 50 shades of gray. <laughs> I thought that'll wake y'all up. How you doing? I've been here for 10 minutes. Tell your neighbor, never make a move in the dark. <laughs> so God, God says, hold on, first, let there be light. Let me get wisdom involved in this. Wisdom is called a she in the Bible. Wisdom is called a her in the Bible, all right? So God says, hold on, let me, let me partner up with wisdom to bring order to the situation. So this is, our, this is the first power couple in the Bible. Uh-oh, I'm sorry. The first power couple we see is God and wisdom. Y'all quiet. Walking around the chaos of your life, restoring order. Put that there, put that there. Aren't you glad? Never mind, never mind. That's the first power couple we see is God and wisdom. They teamed up to bring order to the earth. They teamed up. Wisdom teamed up with God. <laughs> but remember, God is Jehovah. Remember, he's Jehovah. He's self-existing one. So he pulled wisdom out of himself. I need y'all to get this because when Adam comes, he's going to do the same thing. But when he got, when he needed wisdom, he pulled her out of him. Nothing is outside of God. He's self-existing one. So he pulled wisdom out of himself and he restored order. Your life will restore, your life will restore order if you partner up with wisdom. We try to get out of our problems by partnering up with gifts and talents. I need six jobs to get out of poverty. You might need one job in wisdom. It got quiet over here. That's why I had to high five you real quick. Yeah, you working yourself to death literally because you refuse to partner up with wisdom. Your life could be easier. Your life could be happier. Your life could be more pleasant if you use...
keep choosing the wrong person you date. Every, so now you're just bitter every day. Nobody's right. I'm the best. Everybody's the worst. Stop being upset after every breakup. After, you shouldn't even be surprised if you were walking in. Because wisdom will tell you that ain't right. I mean, you can stay if you want, but that ain't right. That ain't cool. No breakup should be a surprise. Never mind. I, y'all all married in here. I'm sorry. Everybody's married. Every last person is married. Every last person is married in here on today. You shouldn't experience. You don't have to experience such pain. If you partner up with wisdom, you don't have to experience such disappointment and heartache and stress if you partner up with wisdom. I'm not saying you won't go through anything, but wisdom will tell you what you're going through and why. Wisdom will tell you, chill, it's just a test. Now, are you going to pass it or are you going to fail it with your attitude like last time? Wisdom will walk with you. Wisdom walks. Wisdom is your comfort. She's a comforter. She's the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. So God says, let there be wisdom. Before I make a move in this chaos, before I make an emotional decision, before I make an impulsive choice, because that's what we all do. Because our first thing is, what happened to my creation? That's us. What's happening in my marriage? I mean, I established it right. What's wrong with my kids? I raised them right. The first thing we do is get frustrated that chaos even exists. And if you're moved by frustration, you'll make decisions out of embarrassment. I don't want nobody to see my kids dysfunctional, so now you're making impulsive decisions. Never mind, y'all. Out of embarrassment and not out of wisdom. How many decisions have you made out of embarrassment or out of the threat of embarrassment? Well, let me get out of here. This is not even the point I'm making. So God partners up with wisdom. So day one, he saw the light that it was good. And the evening in the morning was the first day he separated light from darkness called the light day and the darkness night. Day two, he created, you can go ahead. Day two, he created the firmament and separated the waters from the waters, the waters from above and the waters from, from beneath. The firmament is a dome over the earth. It's a dome. Uh, God calls it, well, it's, it's described by theologians as the sky. The sky. He created the firmament. He created a sky to separate the waters from the waters. Otherwise, the waters will be, it will be like the days of Noah on the earth. So he created the firmament to separate the waters from above and the waters from beneath. In the evening and the morning was the first day he looked at it and he said, it's good. Day three, you can go to the next one. He said, let the waters under the earth be gathered together so that dry land will appear. Mm, 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 mm. Day three, he said, let the waters be gathered together here. You be this lake, you be this sea, you be this ocean, you be this so that dry land will appear. Now remember, in verse one, he created everything. Now he's saying let, because I already made it. I already created land, but I can't see the land because of the chaos. Chaos back up. He now gives the waters boundaries so that the land can... God told me to tell you this morning, he's holding stuff back so you can come forth. 
Y'all didn't hear what I just said. God is about to push some stuff back so you can come forth. Look at your neighbor and say, let me live. I'm coming forth. I'm coming forth. I'm coming forth. If God got to move people out the way, I'm coming forth. If God got to move family out the way, I'm coming forth. If God got to change supervisors, let me calm down. I got visitors. I got visitors. I got visitors. Tell your neighbor, look out. Here I come. Waters, y'all go. He brought water. You, y'all go over here because I need earth to come forth. God is about to push some things back so that you can come forth. Are you ready? Liv, I said, are you ready? He says, let the, let the earth bring forth grass and trees and herb with its fruit, with seed in itself. God created everything with the ability to multiply. He said, let the earth bring forth seed and fruit with seed in itself herbs and grass and fruit with the seed in itself. God never just makes an orange. He makes an orange with multiple oranges in it. You were created to multiply. I'm going to say it again. You were created. Do you know how much is in you? There's so much more in you that you have yet to tap into yet. You just got that one talent that you're working. You just got that one. Do you know how much is in you? Many. You are created to multiply. You are created to expand. You are created to do so much more. Are y'all ready to grow? Let the earth. Let the earth do that. Okay? Multiple. Multiple. That was day three. He looked back and he said... It's good. Y'all can just say it's good when I, when I say that. That helped me preach, all right? He looked back on day three and said, thank you. It's good. I'm going to set the story up, okay? And then day four, it says he gave placement to the sun, the moon, and the stars, okay? He said, let there be lights in the firmament. Uh-oh. Let there be lights in the sky, right, in the firmament to, div to divide the day from night, to give light to the earth. Let there be for signs seasons days and years so he said let the stars be for signs okay so now we understand the astrologists the astrologists now I understand the astrologists they understand that the stars are signs. And then now you're an Aquarius. And now you're, but you got to understand, nobody lives at a sign. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. The sign always points to something. The problem with astrology and I'm an Aquarius, you stop at the sign. It's quiet. When you live by your sign, you don't progress. Who, sta who stands by the I-4 sign? and be You don't stand by that sign. That's pointing you somewhere else. <laughs> Capricorn, why are you still there? Libra, Pisces. Where y'all at? Taurus, I'm trying to find y'all. Oh, God. You can't wait to go to your, to your horoscope. Thank you. You can't wait to go to horoscope.com. Horror. Horror. Like thriller. That's what I'm saying. You can't wait and you live by the sign. But all signs point you somewhere. 
all start. So the wise men, good God Almighty, I'm trying not to skip further. The wise men followed the star because that star was leading them to Jesus. If your sign leads you to Jesus, follow the sign. I gotta go, 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 I he, he, we're seeing a pattern here of God saying it's good, even though it's not finished. Liv, I'm sorry, I'm on camera, so I can't I'll make sure we all right. After day one, he said. After day two, he said. After day three, he said. After day four, he said. But it wasn't finished. Sometimes you need to learn to look at your life and say it's good even though it's not finished. It's good right now. I made a step. That's good right there. I'm not at my destination, but I'm making progress. Look at somebody say I'm good right now. Live, y'all not loud enough to me today for some reason. Look at somebody say I'm good right now. I'm not where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. I'm sorry, y'all. I know I got y'all waiting. Sorry. Ladies. 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 All my single ladies. All right, so now listen. Not single ladies, but ladies. Learn. What God is teaching you here. My whole house might not be clean, but I just did the laundry. It's good. <laughs> Y'all quiet. All the husbands are like, you better finish the living room and the kitchen, and you better do the dining room too. I don't care what this man talking about. Because if you don't learn to celebrate small victories, you'll never get to your destination. Sometimes you need to celebrate the fact that I'm on my way. At least I'm not stuck. At least I'm not stagnant. At least I'm making progress. High five your neighbor and say, I'm making progress. Don't judge me where I am now. I'm making progress. I know I'm not where I'm going to be, but I'm making. Look at your name and say, as we go. That's day four. Day five. He says, let the waters bring forth every living creature that moveth and every winged fowl of the air. So now the waters are like bubbling like a jacuzzi. What's going on under there? Well, whales are coming forth and all types of animals and y'all see the, all types of seal and whatever is coming forth under the waters and then all of a sudden boom a dove comes out the yeah every winged creature came out the sea the bible says so all of a sudden you see this rumble and then boom an eagle 
boom, a seagull. <laughs> boom, an ostrich come just walking out like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, God made it. Y'all quiet in here. This is the awesomeness of our God. This is the brilliance of our God. This is the genius of our God that can bring something that flies out of water. Believe it. Look at your neighbor and say, believe it or not. Every winged fowl of the air comes out of the water. You can't see it up there, but I got it up there a little bit. Out of the water. I just see the water bubbling and boom, just a duck just stay on top of the water. Just duck. Just. The water is bubbling. A pigeon. I know we don't really like pigeons, but he made them. <laughs> every fowl of the air and every creature in the sea, God made it. Somebody say he said it's good. Day six, he made the mammals, every animal, and every creeping thing on the earth. I know we don't like roaches. I know you don't like the cockroach. But look at your name and say, God made it. Can you imagine how ugly the angels might look to us in heaven with four faces? Can you imagine how ugly these angels might look to us having wings full of eyes? Can you imagine how the seraphims, how ugly they might look with six wings? They covering their face, they flying, they covering their feet, and you just hear, like what? No, don't let the movies fool you. Everything about God is a No, the Bible calls him a terrible God. I know y'all quiet. You got to read it. Don't take my word for it. Look it up. He's a terrible God. Every time they saw an angel, the angel had to say, fear not. <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you is it might be ugly to you, but beautiful to God. Your situation might be ugly, but God might be smiling like, when you come out of this, you're going to be pure gold. Look at somebody and say, when I get out of this, God could be looking at your ugly situation with heart eyes because he knows that all things. I'm just doing a story, y'all. Oh, where are you going? Where are you going? Where, what are you doing? I'm sorry, it's like a church club. They just hit the beat and we just hit the floor. It's like a club. That's what CC is, church club. They hit the beat, we hit the floor. Your 
They hit the beat. We hit the floor. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So on the sixth day, he created animals, mammals, and every creeping thing. I'm sorry, the choir is over here shouting. I'm trying to continue, but this is how we live. It's like a church club. They hit the beat, we hit the floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anybody got the joy? The sixth day, God created animals, mammals, every creeping thing. Good God. Every creeping thing. See, we're celebrating because we believe it. Look at your neighbor and say, believe it or not. I'm just telling the story, y'all. I'm just telling the story. That's all. He, sixth day, he creates all the animals, mammals, pets. Are your pets Sparky? Charleston? All of your puppies and pets. Oh, and your hamsters. Oh, God, the hamsters. Ah, he created all of them. And then he said, this is, this is beautiful. This is, I, I love, hey, 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 wisdom, come here, Holy, Holy, Holy Spirit, Jesus. Come here, son, come here. Come here, son. Come here, Holy Spirit. Yo, what if we made man? Let us, let's, let's, let us make man. In our image. After our likeness. I know I like the four-legged. I like all the four-legged. But what if we made something that looked like us? Because I want something to love. I want someone that loves us. Let's make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion. I mean, we already run heaven. I got all this. Let them have dominion. Over the fish. The seas, the cattle, let them run earth like we run heaven. Let them be the moon that reflects the sun, which is heaven. Let them be like that. Let's, 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 let's let it be like that because the moon is the lesser light. The sun is the greater light. Let them have a light too. So God created the heaven and the earth, all that stuff, and we don't see him creating again. He spoke everything into existence because it already existed. But man, he put his hands on us. The Bible says when it came to man, he formed man from the dust of the ground. Before you had life, he had his hands on you. Did y'all hear what I just said? He said, before I formed you, 
in the belly. You can't form nothing without being hands-on. So, so he had his hands on you before you had breath in your body. That's why nobody is beyond God's reach. I don't care how ratchet they are. He already had his hands on them in the womb. Tell your neighbor, God's hand is on me. Say it with confidence. God's hand is on me. One more time. Tell somebody that don't believe it because they know your past. God's hand is on me. Woo, hallelujah. He creates man. <laughs> he puts his hand on us. He's hands on when it comes to man. He spoke everything else into existence, but when it comes to you, he's hands on. What is man that thou art mindful of him? Why do you care so much about man? They're in my image. Let them subdue the earth. Let them run the earth. It is our responsibility to run the earth. Stop blaming God when chaos hits your city. Chaos hits because he put it in man's hands. He said, man, let's fellowship. He's fellowshipping with man. Adam, mankind, man, I call you man. Every day at the cool of the eve, he's conversing with man. Every morning, Adam is having a conversation with God. And God is so amazing. This is how he intended us to live, okay? He, you communicate with God first, and then he lets you live. He ain't talked to God all day. It's quiet, because I know there's religious people in here. Uh-uh. Because I know y'all go to work. You be working at, <laughs> you be working at what? Arby's. Like, what would you like to order? No, excuse me. I'm all right. What would you like to order? Okay, the Arby's, would you like some chili-dee-dee-dee-dee-dees with that ta 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 Would you just talk to God all day that you have no life? You should be so full of him that you make godly decisions. Okay. I want you to be so full of my way that even if you don't ask me, you make the same decision I make. Okay, are y'all ready for this? He brought the animals to Adam. To see what he would name them. And whatever Adam named it, that's what they were. Because you have my mind. So you're calling it the same thing I'm calling it. Are you calling your situation the same thing God is calling it? Oh. To you, you see it as a frustration. God sees it as a proving ground. Okay. He see it as refining. What's God's perspective of your situation? Because I'm sure God is not frustrated. So Adam named every animal, deer, elephant, giraffe, tiger, lion, baboo. Okay. Where you from? That's not a normal animal shout out. <laughs> monkeys, I take monkeys. <laughs> Adam just named them. They're coming to him like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wedding. He's naming the female version and the, and the male version, this and that. The, Adam is like the, the reverend marrying these animals, like giving them names and order and giving them assignments. And 
After Adam gets done, he's like, that was great, Father. I love it. Yeah. Woo. But there was found no match for him. Watch this. I'm almost done. This part. Watch this, y'all. Adam doesn't complain. But he's so content that God assesses his situation. You should be so satisfied with God that he looks at you and say, uh-uh, it's not good that you're alone. Just like when he was about to feed the 5,000. They was walking with him for about three days. And he looked back and said, have they eaten? And they said, no. They were so satisfied just being in his presence that he saw what they needed. Live, you got to get so satisfied with his presence that he'll look at you and say, you ain't got a job. You ain't got this yet. You ain't got that yet. You let God assess you and upgrade you instead of coming to him with all your complaints every single day. I'm almost done. I'm taking it light because I'm going to get into this thing later on this month. He said, it's not good that man to be alone. I'll make a helpmate for him. So... The Bible says he caused the deep sleep to come upon Adam, and Adam slept. And he opened up his side and took out a rib, and out of his rib, he created a woman. Didn't create him from the skull, because woman is not above man. Didn't create him from his foot bone, because woman is not beneath man. I know y'all ain't like that, man. I know y'all ain't like that. He wasn't, she wasn't created from the ankle bone. She's not beneath man. She was created from his side because she's equal with man. Ladies, I thought, I, I had it in my notes. The women will scream. I didn't know y'all wouldn't. You're equal to man. You're his help meet. You're suitable. Just as strong, just as wise, just as intelligent, just as gifted, just as brilliant. To the point where God has to tell a woman to submit. <laughs> for order's sake, for the sake of order, just come under the man. But we know you can run this. Uh-oh. I know you can run this. And you know you can run this too. Which is why I'm telling you to submit for humility's sake. And for order's sake. So, she's equal. They're in the garden. And the woman has one too many conversations. I don't know how many baboons she could talk to. But obviously she was accustomed to talking with certain animals, speaking with them. She talked to the wrong animal on the wrong day about the wrong thing. Because God says, be fruitful, man and woman, and multiply. Adam sees this woman and says, whoa, he names her, whoa, man. I like saying that. It's corny, but I'm going to say it every time I say it, so just laugh every time. 
Adam wakes up from his sleep like, oh, man. Father, what's this? Bone, he names her too. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Adam starts, prophet, Adam starts speaking in tongues. For this cause shall a man leave his mother and his father. He ain't got no father and no mother. He don't even know what those are. But he's speaking in tongues, just like we say, and we don't know what we're saying. He was like, leave your mom and your dad for this wife. That, that was tongues. <laughs> Be fruitful and multiply. So, but there's one tree of every tree in the garden you can eat of. But there's one tree. Don't eat of it. Because the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. I'm setting up the gospel, y'all, but the gospel starts in this garden. It ends in another one, but it starts here. Good God Almighty. It starts with one tree, and it ends with another one, but we'll talk about this later. Woo! Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm rushing it. So he says, don't eat of this tree, or you will surely die. It's all about the tree. Adam... It's working, but he's with her, the Bible says. The serpent is talking to Eve. Let me move this story along because y'all know it. But let me just, I, I, I'm just trying to break it down for you. He, he's talking to Eve, and he says, listen, well, you won't surely die if you eat of this tree. No, God just don't want you to be wise. He knows you're going to have all this. So she looked at the tree, and she saw it differently. Never let the enemy make you see God's ways differently. Because the enemy's number one agenda is to pervert the word. It can still be the word. I ain't taking a word, but I'm going to make you view it like this. To pervert, to twist it. That's why, that's why. Man, counterculture is going to be heavy, y'all. I'm telling y'all now. We got visitors, so I'm chilling today, but it's going to be heavy. It's going to be heavy. People take God's creation and twist it to their liking. Even how they were made. Okay, I'll talk about that later in this month. Perversion is a twisted view of a truth. But because it's still true, we receive the twisted version. Culture presents twisted versions of most truth. And we receive it because at least it's true. But you got to understand the perversion in it. Mm. Okay, I'm trying to hold it. So he says, you won't surely die. You won't be all right. Eve saw the tree that it was good. And she took it and ate it. And gave to her husband that was with her. Now, all the pictures I looked up. I'm almost done, y'all. Y'all still with me? See, yeah. All the pictures I looked up. Most of the pictures, if you see a serpent tempting Eve. Just Google that. Most of the pictures I saw had the serpent, go to the picture, with like the face of Eve on it. Most pictures have like a, a reptilian body but a human face that resembled who they were tempting. None of the images I saw looked like Adam because he wasn't tempting Adam. All of them looked like Eve. Because the, the, what God was showing me was, if you can see yourself doing it, it's more easily performed if you can see yourself doing it. 
Now, let's be honest, Liv. No sin is a first-time act in your mind. Okay. You done did that sin a hundred million times in your head. So by the time you perform the act, it ain't no big deal because you saw yourself. The enemy presents you with a picture of you performing sin casually. He presents you with a picture of you performing sin with no consequence. So it's more easily performed if you see yourself doing it. You need to stop yourself when you see yourself. Uh Uh-oh. Let me get y'all out of here because y'all aren't here for this. Okay. Y'all not here for this. Okay, 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 okay. Cool, cool, cool. So the enemy always shows you doing it yourself. I'm not here to talk about your sin, and, 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 but this is what this day is all about. Because after Adam ate of the fruit, God said, ah! <laughs> Michael, come here. No, no, no. Don't kill him. Don't kill him. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Go, go back, Michael. That's the warrior angel. Go back. No, no. Gabriel, come here. No, no, no. I don't need you to send a message. I'll talk to him. Did y'all see what he just did? Angels, come here. Let's have a meet. Did y'all see this? Oh, my me. Oh, my me. I can't believe he. Oh, my me. Oh, my. He can't say, oh, my God. He's God. So he sent a text, O-M-M. Did you see that? Look at your neighbor and say, oh, my me. I can't believe my creation just did what I told him. O-M-M. Did he just do the only thing I asked him not to do? Adam did not have ten commandments. fell over her and he couldn't take her in the darkness by his herself I couldn't take her in that condition so he joins her I don't need y'all to be that in love why is it so quiet today at live I thought it's resurrection Sunday can somebody make some don't be that in love That if your partner falls into sin, you dive in and join them. You are not their savior. Don't think diving in will help them. Because they mess around and get out and you stay stuck. Especially if you got the law. God told you something. You should have a conviction in your heart that no matter what anybody around me is doing, even if the culture is living a certain way, I got to be counter. Let me get y'all out of here. He said, oh my, so God snaps. Everybody's a sinner. Oh, that's not fair. I didn't sin. Hey, God, put me in the garden. I'll leave that tree alone. How many of y'all ever felt like that? <laughs> I'll eat off the other apple tree. There are other. Can I help y'all out real quick? 
Because y'all always, we're always making the sinful choice. There are other trees in the garden. There are other people you can date. There are other, never mind, I'm sorry. Stop looking at the forbidden fruit as the only fruit. It's not the only fruit, it's the only forbidden fruit. But there's so many other fruit on the trees. There's so many other fish in the sea. You're so amazing. You got the pick of the litter. Never mind. Let me. Not just people. There are other thoughts you can think. Besides just ratchet and mean and upset, there are other things you can pick. Why do we always pick from that tree? Anger is not the only tree. Let me get y'all out of here. Oh, my me. I can't believe it. We gave him everything. We did everything for him. I created his whole environment before I put him in there. He didn't have to create nothing. He had to dress and keep what I created. How could he do this to me? Mankind is like that. Let's make that settled up here in heaven. That's how mankind is. So now everybody's born in sin. Because I ain't getting hurt like that again. So I ain't about to hope in no more of these humans. They're all sinners. I mean, he covered the earth like Verizon. Just, just. <laughs> just all red blood stains. Just a... Wherefore, let me give y'all one scripture so you don't think. Uh... Wherefore, by one man... Sin entered into the world. By, believe it or not, by one man, sin entered into the world. And death by sin. And so death passed upon all men. Everybody has a death sentence in here. Now, everybody is, is appointed unto man once to die. It's appointed unto every man once to die. Everybody has to die now, for all have sinned. And the wages or payment or consequence of sin is death. Now everybody's cursed because this guy, this guy, somebody say this guy. You couldn't eat at Cheesecake Factory. You had to have Ruth Chris. I mean, you, could, you, you, you couldn't eat at Golden Corral one Sunday. You had to pick off that tree. So now sin is to the world. Everybody's a sinner now. Everybody. The world got so bad, he started it all over with Noah. Like, Noah, just get on the boat. I'm, I'm clearing all this out. I'm sick of mankind. The Bible says he repented that he made man. He repented. I don't know why I did this. Let me move it on. I wish I could break every point that I'm making down, but I'm moving it quickly. Y'all still with me? Say yeah. yeah. So by one man sent into the, how can, how can sin enter to everybody because of one man? It's, it's based on God's view. Why was eating the tree wrong? God's standard. So believe it or not, sin entered into the world by one man. Mm. So Noah, I need you to start. I'm going to start all over with you. Noah's the eighth man. New beginnings. He starts the whole creation over with Noah's ark. He said, now, Noah, be fruitful and multiply. Let's try this again. Huh. 
Let's do it. You're a good, upright man. You're perfect. Let's do it. Noah gets drunk and naked. God is like, oh, my me. Um, Abraham. Abraham, come on. Come here. Come here, buddy. Okay, so leave your father. I want to talk to you a little bit. I want to start. Look at the stars of the sky. Look at the sands of the sea. I'm going to start this over with you right now. And by you, many will be saved, and many will be blessed, and many will be made righteous, because your seed shall be blessed. So go and have a baby by your wife. He goes. This guy. He goes into the handmaiden, Hagar, and has Ishmael. God said, oh, my me. Can anybody get it right? Change his name to Abraham. He has the seed. Now he goes into another country, and he lies and says, this is my sister. Oh, my me. God told Abimelech the king, hey, let Abraham go. I know he lied to you, but he's a prophet. He's a prophet, even though he lied. Oh, my me. God, who can get it right? Elijah was depressed. Oh, my me. Let, let me, hold on, let me, let me start all over. David. You my man, D. You my man. You my man. You're a man after my own heart, D. What up? You good? All right, D. So this is what we're going to do. You're going to take out Goliath. You're going to lead everybody to Israel. You're going to bring them. David. This guy. It's hard to talk about David. That's my dude. I feel like we're the same person. David is writing songs, worshiping God. No other king does this. Nobody honors God like this. Nobody has a heart for God like this. He commits adultery and has her wife, her husband. So with one act, murder and adultery. This guy. All right, yeah. But let me try Solomon, your son. Solomon. Wisest man in the history of the world besides Jesus the Christ himself. Wisest man. He starts building temples to other gods to please all the wives that he had. He had a thousand women, 300 wives, 700 concubines. Read your Bible. 1,000 women. That's like if all of y'all, never mind. Start building temples to other gods, worshiping other gods, because his wives had other practices. Never get to the point where you support your friend's practice that's not godly. All right, let me keep it moving. This guy, everybody, 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 Jonah's prideful. He's, he's, he's almost racist. They don't deserve you. The Ninevites don't deserve you. We have, he's a bigot. He's, 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 uh, and he's, he's bitter. Even the last chapter in Jonah, we see him sitting in the sun like, I can't believe you set them free. He's religion. Jonah is religion. This guy. God goes to the... What's going Sick of this. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what's going on down there. Why can't they obey me? I'm good to them. I love them. They can't get it right. Let me, let me, let me see. So he grabs some flesh. It's just my house robe, ain't nothing special. He, he puts on flesh. 
because Jesus is the sleeve of God. He puts on a sleeve. Y'all quiet in here. God puts on flesh and he comes down through 40 and two generations because the word became flesh and dwelt among us. I got to see what the problem is. So let me put on this dark flesh. Let me put on this nasty flesh. Let me put on this heavy flesh to see why they can't obey me. So, I'm sorry, stop the organ. So God puts on flesh. And as Christian says, Wednesday comes through Mary. Mary means bitter. Mary also means rebellion. So Christ is born out of rebellion. Because you won't receive God's way, I need to birth Christ. So Christ comes through the virgin, believe it or not. The spirit of God impregnates a virgin. I'm walking through the scriptures today. I said, believe it or not, the Holy Spirit impregnates a virgin by the name of Mary. Mm, 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 mm. Jesus came and the wise men give gifts to this Jesus who was born. I'm almost done this part. Uh-huh. They gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. He's a two-year-old boy. The wise men, the kings, bring him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold represents kingship. I acknowledge that you are a king. Frankincense is a symbol of deity. I acknowledge that you are God. Myrrh was the, was the embalming oil, which was a symbol of death. We know why you're here. Oh, oh, did y'all catch what I just said? Gold, kingship, frankincense, deity, myrrh, we know why you're here. We got the embalming oil because we know you were born to die. Look at somebody say he was born to die. We know why he's here. So Herod, I'm almost done. Herod seeks to kill Jesus. Are y'all with me still? He seeks to kill Jesus at two years old. But they, Joseph has a dream. Get Mary and the boy out of here. Go to Egypt because Herod is going to kill Jesus. Ooh. Don't you think if it's Jesus, God will protect him wherever he is? Yeah, sometimes you need to use wisdom. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Don't stay in a situation if God wants to come. No, if he's saying move, move. Because if Herod would have killed Jesus, our sins would have been forgiven. Because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. So all we needed was that blood for our sins. Are y'all with me? Yeah, so our, our sins would have been forgiven if he would have died at two years old. But... He had to suffer so we wouldn't have to. He had to live to show us how to live. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? He didn't just come to die for our sins. He came to give us an example for life. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father, but look at somebody say, he's the way. So he couldn't die that young. He had to suffer so that we wouldn't have to. He had to become poor so we could become rich. He had to be humiliated so we could be celebrated. He had to be broken so we could become whole. He had to be abandoned so we could be comforted. He had to be punched in the mouth so his praise can be in ours. Somebody lift up a praise right there. So Jesus is
Jesus here as a child. He's defying culture. 12 years old, he's teaching in a synagogue. 12, he's saying, who is my mother? Who is my father? The first miracle he, he did was radical and against the culture. The governor of the feast of the wedding said, normally in our culture, you serve the best wine first. In this culture, you serve the best wine first, and when everybody is drunk, you put out the more diluted wine. But for this wedding, you save the best. You save the best for last. Tell your neighbor, you haven't seen your best days yet. I said God saves the best for last. He saves the best for last. I know you have some accomplishments, but just wait till you see what's coming. Eyes haven't seen. Ears haven't heard. Tell somebody he saves the best for last. So he's healing. He's preaching. He's performing all these miracles. Because he's about to face another tree. In my closing. One tree broke us. The other tree fixed us. One tree, one tree bound us. The other tree freed us. One tree kicked us out of his presence. The other tree gives us access to his presence. One tree brought sin. The other tree brought salvation. One tree sparked the wrath of God. The other tree made us right with God. I got so much more, but I'm going to keep it moving. Somebody say, thank God for the other tree. I'm done. Almost. When Seneca was teaching Wednesday, I thought about, you good? I thought about, thank you. Everybody's standing. Let me get y'all out of here. I thought about the road to sin. I thought about the journey to sin. Not to perform sin, but to become it. The road to sin. Both of these things started with the convo in the garden. The serpent was talking to Mary in one garden. Please don't walk. Please don't walk. Please don't walk. Oh, my God. There must be visitors. How you guys doing? It gets better as it ends. Don't play the slow music because they think this is... It gets better as it is. If you don't have to walk, please don't. It's very distracting. We appreciate your obedience. Amen? Amen. Tell your neighbor, we almost done. We almost done. <laughs> he was betrayed. Let me end this. He suffered his journey to sin. Not the act of sin, but the condition. He's so holy that it took so much for him to become sin. So his journey to sin started in the garden with the agony, with the sweat drops of blood. It started there. The suffering started there. Then he's arrested, betrayed by one of his friends. He's arrested, and his whole time, he's being beat along the way. The whole time, he's being talked about along the way. The whole time, they're punching him in the face on the way to jail, like on the, after they arrested him in the garden. His suffering to become sin. He had to have a journey to sin. He's so holy, they had to wear him down. He is God. Can you imagine making him become sin? 
That's why he suffered more than any, anybody in the Bible. Anybody in existence, he suffered more than them because he had to become the complete opposite of his nature. It's like an auction. You know, an auction is where we place value on things, you know, that, that, other, that belong to others. And I, I like it because it's almost, it's almost like the more, sometimes the more the item has been through, the more valuable it becomes. You know, this mug was, was held by Prince Charles III, and then they invaded the kingdom, and they, and they broke the wilderness, and they used this cup, to break, and it got all these marks and bruises on it. That cup will have so much value because of all it endured. How much value does our king have this morning? How much value does our king have who suffered more? Somebody make some noise for the value of our king. So Jesus, in this nasty flesh, suffers. He bleeds. He's marred. Look what the Bible says. Can we go here? Can we go here? Really quick. Who, go, 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 please, please, really quick. Who has believed our message? Do you believe this, y'all? The Lord has revealed his powerful servant. My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. Jesus, there was nothing beautiful about his majestic appearance. Nothing attracted us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with the deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we didn't care. Yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. He, and we thought it was his troubles that were a punishment from God. A punishment for his own sins. The next one says this. But many people were shocked when they saw his appearance was so damaged he did not look like a man. His form was changed so much they barely could recognize that he was a human being. His journey to become sin made him unrecognizable. So now... Are we willing to become unrecognizable to be righteous? We got to hold on to our swag. We got to look the same as we did in the world. We got to act the same way we did. We have no disfiguring. Are you willing to maneuver your way to embrace righteousness? If that's you this morning, clap your hands and say, that's me, that's me, that's me. He was beaten. He was bruised. He was battered. But on the third day, after he hung his head and said, it is finished, on the third, somebody say, the third day is here. One more time, say, the third day is here. Last time, I promise, say, the third day is here. On the third day, he got up. When I said, he got up. I said, he got up. I said, he got up. I said, he took off flesh. I said, he took off flesh. I said, he got up on the third day with all power in his hand. And the Bible records that he did not rise alone. Many other believers, their graves were open too. God is about to open your grave this morning. God is about to unstop what stopped you this morning. You're about to come forth this morning. If you're ready to break free, say yeah! <laughs> I'm done. Let me just rush this. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. 
the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we, somebody say, we are healed. Say it again. We are healed. Say it again. We are healed. Right in this moment, take your communion cup. Let's do it right now. Hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, everybody, listen. He took 39 stripes. Get it? Get the bread? Get the wafer? <laughs> he said, This is my body. Take it. This do in remembrance of me. Take the bread. Make sure you break it because he was broken for us. You know what I like to do? I like to break it in many pieces because he was unrecognizable. It shouldn't even look like how it started. Just bend it all up to this like, break it. And when you take this in, you're taking in the body of Christ. You're taking on his ways and his mind. You're taking on his strength and his joy and his wisdom. Are y'all ready to receive that this morning? No matter what your state is, if you feel like you're living right or you're living wrong, I want you to take on the body of Christ and he will change your nature. Are you ready to be changed this morning? He said, this take in remembrance of me. You may take the body. And on the same night, he took the cup, which represents the blood. We were singing about the blood earlier. What can wash away my sins? nothing but the blood of Jesus he took the cup which represented his blood that was shed for our sins because by his stripes we are healed somebody say we are healed take this and receive your healing in Jesus name somebody say thank you Jesus physicians record that there are 39 classes There are 39 classes of illnesses. I know the drums is right here. I wish it wasn't. Find your illness and say, I am healed. He took 39 stripes to give healing to every class of sickness and every disease. Every class is up there. Every class is up there classified. Find whatever class your family is struggling with. And I want y'all to begin to give God praise because every stripe, let's go to the next one. Every stripe 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 every time they beat them every time they hit them every time they abuse them every time they smack them every time they pierce them every stripe for diabetes for aids for cancer for mental dysfunction in the name of jesus live be healed Live, be healed, live, be healed in your mind, in your body, in your soul, in your family, in your finances. Be healed. We got nine more. We got eight more. We got seven more. We got six more. We got five more. We got three more. We got two more. We got one more. Somebody scream. By his stripes, by his stripes, you're healed. By his stripes, 
you're free by his stripes you're victorious aren't you glad he crossed out your problem when he hung on the cross he crossed out your issue believe it or not you're free believe it or not you're healed believe it or not you're provided for believe it or not Your mind is healed, your family is healed, your heart is healed. Every area of your life, there's a strike for that. Look at your neighbor and say, whatever you're dealing with today, there's a strike for that. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah. Emotional sickness, social sickness, whatever it is, there's a strike for that. He appeared to Mary, and Mary didn't recognize him. He looked like a gardener. He was beaten so bad he was unrecognizable, and then he was restored so good he was unrecognizable. God's about to restore you so good, not even the closest people to you are going to recognize you. He appeared, and Thomas said, I got to touch him. And he said, Thomas, because you had to see me blessed are those that believe and see not we don't physically see Jesus but we are any believers in the building today put that last scripture up thank y'all for waiting thank y'all for not walking we're going home right now he that believeth on him is not condemned there's counterculture but he that believeth not is condemned already because he don't believe in the name of the begotten Son of God. If you don't believe this gospel, you're already condemned. Believers, live. We don't have to fight anybody to believe what we believe. They don't have to believe it. It's working in your life. They don't have to believe it. You're blessed by what you believe. People who do not believe, they're condemned already. We have to have compassion for them, not feel sorry. We have to have compassion. But we don't go along with the culture. Many do not believe and they're already condemned. But I believe, so you benefit from that which you believe. Do y'all believe this this morning? Because you believe, come stand with me, love, so I can be quiet. Man, I wish I had. Because we believe in Jesus, you have postured yourself against the world. If you believe in Jesus, you're already counterculture. He says, I am the way. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.